You're now listening to New Zion Tabernacle, located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We are the church seeking the heart of God and sharing it with the world. New Zion is led by Bishop Crystal Thomas and Associate Pastors George Hicks and Kelly McClellan. For the message, I just want to give honor where honor is due, and I honor New Zion Tabernacle. I thank God for your faithfulness during this season. We have still had Sunday school and Bible class and prayer meeting and Sunday service. We've not stopped having church because we have not stopped being, and we are the church. And because we are the church, we don't stop being. The church doesn't stop existing. And so I thank God for us still carrying that bloodstained banner and being connected to the God that we serve. Amen. But I want to honor a great one among us. We want to honor Bishop Kutzner, who is in the house. I want to ask him to come. And we are a part of CMI, and so I thank God for his leadership. And one thing about, about this particular group that we are connected with, we thank God that they are prayer warriors. And he's going to share our prayer focus for the month of March. We're in March right now. We need our marching orders. Amen. So Archbishop is going to give us those orders right now. Praise the Lord. Oh, God, we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that when we entered this place, your spirit is within us. Where we go, you go. And, Lord, we want to be where you are. David said wherever he would plant his feet, you were there. Even if he made his bed in Sheol, you would be there. There's nowhere that you won't go. There's no one you won't see. No place you won't visit. Because, Lord, your love is for everyone. You said in your word that you would have all men to be saved. If there's been anything that you have zeroed in on the church over this last year, if there's been one message that you have sent to us globally, everywhere we have watched, everywhere we have seen, Lord, through all the types of technology that we've been made available to us today, we have heard and we have seen that the gospel, the good news, that Jesus Christ was born, that he lived, that he died on a cross, that he was buried in a tomb, that he was raised the third day and is ever alive. That message has been clear. It has been communicated again and again. And I give you praise, Lord, that New Zion Tabernacle has focused in on the gospel this last year focused in on the gospel in the in the class times in the bible study times in the prayer times lord even as we have prayed we have prayed the gospel we have prayed that men and women worldwide would be saved and come to the knowledge of jesus christ oh lord as we have been praying here this moment i believe there are people watching online that have special needs, have needs that only you can meet, that they know they can't turn to the right or the left. Lord, they've got to look to you. They've got to trust in you. And they're laying it out and saying, God, I need your touch. I need your presence. I need you to do a miracle in my life. 
Lord, we agree together with them. We thank you for Pastor Thomas. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry that you've given her, uh, not only here with Zion, but, Lord, in the city of Fort Wayne. Lord, in the community of education. Lord, you would have us as the church to be equal in that which we do and what we say. And you said we are all together one in Christ. Lord, there is no male nor female. Lord, there is only one in Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you're bringing the church to the forefront. That the message of the, of the unity of the faith in Christ Jesus is on our lips. And it's in our hearts. And it's in our action. Lord, help us in these days as you begin to open up our communities again that we will be sensitive to the move of the Spirit of God. Touch our pastor today. Anoint her with a true message that will penetrate not only our hearts, but penetrate the airwaves and touch needs all across this nation. For we pray in the name that is above every name, Jesus our Christ. Amen. And amen. Praise His Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a powerful, powerful prayer. If you want to connect with somebody, connect with somebody that prays, somebody that can get an audience with God, because in days and times like these, we need Jesus. Such a powerful prayer. Well, God had given us a word, just an overall word theme for this particular year, one of recapping, regrouping, and also restarting. And without delay, I just want to go to the book of Genesis. There are a few verses I'd like to read and then just share something with you for, from the Word of God that will help us as we begin to petition His throne and be what He's called us to be and needs us to be during these difficult times. It's not over yet. It's not over yet, but it will be over. It's not over yet, but it will be over. It will be over. Hallelujah. God always takes us through something to get us to something. And he's trying to get us to him. And so I thank God for the lessons that we are learning and that we've continued to learn through this pandemic season. But in the book of Genesis chapter 6, I'm going to read a few verses beginning with verse number 5. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth. And he saw that everything they thought or imaginedly and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them in the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry around the ground, and even the birds of the air. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. Hallelujah. Noah found favor with the Lord. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. The interesting thing about our theme for this year and the word that God has given us is that when we look at the life of Noah, he had been faithful to God. He was true to the command of God. God always knows who can, he can use. He knows who's going to clear their slate to be able to get kingdom work done. God knows who he can count on, and the Lord knew he could count on Noah. But it's interesting that Noah had to start again, but it wasn't his choice. So I want to talk today about that forced restart, 
that when life presents something and you have no choice but to start all over again. You see, we thought it was always in our power to choose what we're going to start all over again in doing, in saying, in ways of living. But it wasn't so with Noah. God had given him a word and Noah began to access that word, implement that word, and follow the mind of God. But he was forced to restart and he didn't say, God, I'm available. He didn't say, oh, Lord, use me in this mission. Use me on this assignment. But he was forced by the mind of God to restart. And sometimes because of where God has taken you and what God is doing through you and for you, you are forced to start again. You didn't choose the restart, but God chose the restart for you. God knows what we need. And Noah knew that he could trust God with his life, but he was forced now to restart. You see, the Bible lets us know in the fifth verse that I read to you today that the Lord made an observation. Ha, ha, glory to God. Every forced restart, I feel the Holy Ghost already. Every forced restart is based upon the observation of the Lord. You know, Noah can look at what's happening and, and life was good. I mean, he was all right in his household. And we can look at things in our country, in our city, and because trouble hasn't come to our door, it hasn't happened to our children or, or to our, our finances. We understand now that God is moving by his spirit, but he observes something different than Noah. Noah saw and God pointed it out to him and when God speaks to us and I believe that he's speaking right now he wants us to observe some things but he wants to, us to look at a different lens we might think I'm okay uh, it's okay if I just read once a month it's okay if I just tap into the prayer line once a year it's okay if I come to church just once a year Easter's coming up it's just okay but God does not share our lens God lets us know that I'm observing, that I'm looking at some things. And notice what he said. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness. He saw how depraved man was. He saw the power of sin operating in their lives. Noah was able to look and find some things that, that, that was unseen in the natural eye because God observed it. And if you spend some time with God, you'll be able to hear the mind of God. Lord, what are you saying about this? God, what are you seeing? And I like to think, oh God, even as we move forward, it's really about discernment. God, I don't trust my own mind. I don't trust what I see. You know, sometimes we see something and we interpret it through our own lens and we talk about what we see and then we share with someone else and somebody will say, well, you know, I didn't see it like that at all. And so that's what God is saying. Our God made an observation and he begins to share that observation with brother Noah. So I ask you today, what is it that you see? And what does God do? God announces his plan. And if we look at verse number 13, because of what God saw and he finds a man he can use, can he use you today? Can he use you to see what he is seeing? He says, so God said to Noah, and notice he didn't just say any man, but he said, God said to Noah, I've decided, I've made a decision, said God to Noah, to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled, filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them out 
out along the earth. And so he's build an ark, build a, build a, build a big boat. I want you to build a boat. And he lets him know his plan. Point number two, that when you begin to agree with what God says, God will give you the plan to carry it out. Because we have to understand that our knowledge is limited. We don't see things like God does. But because we want the mind of God operating in our lives, and because we allow God to let us see what he sees, it's just like forgiveness. We would have no struggle with forgiveness if we saw what God saw. We'd have no trouble with love if we saw what God saw. Uh, we'd have no trouble with peace and joy uh, and just the rest that comes from knowing God if we really saw what God saw. Oh, but God begins to share his vision to Noah and he said, I need a man to carry out my plan. I need somebody that's willing to take the ridicule, somebody that's willing to take the insults, somebody that's willing to be pushed back and mistreated and laughed at and mocked because Noah knew all of that as he began to build that ark but he knew God had a plan can you imagine here you are if somebody called you a name while you're out building that ark you say oh somebody they just called me a name and some of us wouldn't even stop halfway through the project we wouldn't begin to finish because if we begin now to embrace the, the naturalness of that persecution how do I know that because even as I deal with adults you can't I can't even tell you how many adults I deal with uh, that, that somebody's called them a name and they have flattened out uh, somebody didn't call their name and they were flattened out uh, it didn't happen like they wanted they didn't get the job they wanted and they were flattened out life didn't happen like they planned so they flattened out. I'm not talking about babies I'm talking about grown folks chronologically grown folks that that life didn't meet what they expected and so they backed up on life they fell in the pits of depression they got bitter they they face rejection and because things didn't happen uh, they embrace rejection and you know what happens when you begin to embrace rejection you become rejecting of the mind of God you begin to reject the spirit of God that is in your person and so he lets him know I'm looking for a man that's strong enough to take it who can take the hit today who can take the hit for the furtherance of the gospel who can take the hit for the mind of God to be revealed in somebody else's life but because we often think it's all about us. Well, well God, if you do this, where are we going to stay? Uh, where are well, my wife and I going to celebrate our next anniversary on the ark? Uh, where are we going to have the next birthday celebration on the ark? Uh, where are we going to have the next fine dining experience on the ark? Uh, God, what are you talking about? Because we're all thinking about ourselves. Well, we won't be able to take our vacation on the beach if we're on the ark. Let me tell you, when God sent the flood, there was no beach. And sometimes we count on things that will not even exist in your necks. I've got to stay there. Uh, sometimes we count on people. We count on events. We count on jobs. We count on dollars that won't even be in your necks. I let you know something. God has observed the situation. And God has given this brother the plan to work it out. The plan that mankind can survive. And let me tell you, God has given the church the plan. In the midst of this pandemic, even though we've lost someone and our hearts are grieved and even still heavy now for people that just didn't make it through, but you made it. You made it. You're listening to me right now. You made it. And you know why you made it? You made it that you might allow the church of God to survive. You made it that the church might thrive. You made it that God can have a witness. You made it because God has chosen you to carry the gospel message. You made it. 
and we give God glory for the fact that we made it. Somebody ought to say hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, the Bible declares that Noah found favor with the Lord. Found favor. Now, he lived a certain life to get that favor. You have to live a certain life because where I am right now, just anything won't do. Mm -mm. I just had a birthday, and I'm too old for that. Too old for that. Just anything won't do. I want God and God's best. And that's what I want for his people. I want people to want God and God's best for them. That stop settling for low-level living. Stop settling for less than God's best in your life. Because God has given us his best and given us his son. And so as we begin to begin to walk in the mind of God, know that we are at a place now where we too can find that favor. That that favor now is something that Noah found. He discovered it. You see, it was already there, but he just found it. It's like you, you walk down the street and, and, and there, there's a flower on the side of the road and it looks out of place and you pick it up. You didn't create the flower, you just found it. You, you were on the right path and you, you won't find what God has for you if you're not on the right path. Uh, the rose isn't over there. If you're looking for the rose, you've got to be down this path. And so the Bible says that he found it, he, he discovered it, he discovered what God had already already planted and, and that word found also talks about the foundation or the basis of what God is doing next and what am I saying church I'm saying that the grace of God now became revealed you see we hadn't talked about covenant before in Genesis we hadn't talked about grace even though we saw grace but now God labels it oh you see God labels it so we can see it in, in, in the story of Adam and Eve they sinned and God killed an animal that they might be clothed because they saw something about them they had never seen before. Always naked but now they realized they were and because they realized they were because they had entered now into that sin nature so God killed an animal and covered them. You know what? It was grace unlabeled. It was grace unlabeled and sometimes God gives us grace. He gives us an opportunity and because we don't see it as grace, we don't recognize what God is doing. Adam and Eve were afraid. And when you are afraid, you perceive things differently. There are some things you don't understand. Why? Because you're scared. And I hate to talk to somebody that's afraid or angry or mad. The emotion is on override. And I'll say, you know what? You're not ready to talk right now. Why? Because I know you're not in a position to listen. So let me let you cool off for a minute and we'll talk later. Because your prefrontal cortex text is not yet activated because your amygdala is working right now and you know what I decided at 70 years old I'm not going to embrace amygdala driven people I don't want it to be emotions I don't want it to be feel good but I want it to be deliberate the mind of God so when I back up okay she's working that plan she can't embrace because you see if I embrace your emotions I'll be just like you, up today and down tomorrow. 
up today and down to, and when you're up today and down tomorrow, you don't progress the way God has destined that you progress. You have to begin to, we're moving from faith to faith and from glory to glory and not from, from life to death and life to death and life to death. He's come to give us life and that more abundantly. And God wants us to know that abundant life is ours. So do, stop running by your feelings. You feel good today. Some people aren't here right now uh, because they didn't feel like it. And there's some that are here right now whether you didn't feel like it or not, but you pressed your way to the house of God to celebrate this opening. I give God the praise right now for the ability now to find that, that, that grace and that favor. You see, he set it in place. He set it in place. And guess what, church? It's still in place. The grace of God. But we know it now. It's labeled now. It's revealed now. And we know now that even as we are saved by the power of the cross, it is because of the grace of God. The grace of God. Noah found himself in a place to restart. They didn't even choose. But because he agreed with God, his whole family was saved. And we read about his children. They didn't always do the right thing. But they were saved because they were connected to the man with the plan. Hallelujah. The God-given plan. Restarting at his old age. Enduring persecution. And all the negativity that goes now with something that's different and unusual. But now because God has spoken the word, he begins to move in advance in the things of God. He's carrying out the purpose. You see, Noah was willing. He, he was an intelligent man. Don't think that he didn't know any better. He, but, but he went beyond what he thought. And human reasoning. It's going to rain while we haven't even seen rain before. What is rain? And just keep building, Noah. You're going to find out. So he's building. When is it going to do this thing called rain? Just keep building. Just keep building. And it, uh, day after day, and they're calling him names, insults, persecution. God said it's going to rain, but he kept building. And sometimes on our journey, we begin to move. We don't understand what God is doing. And we have the ups and we have the downs, even in our own natural emotions. But God is saying, stay faithful. Stay committed. I'm coming. Deliverance is at the door. Just keep moving. Just keep asking. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep hoping. Because when we hope, we know that God answers and begins to respond to the hope that we have in him. Just trust God. That's what I want to say. Just God, I just trust you. God, I don't know why I'm building this ark. I don't know why I'm looking ridiculous. I don't know why I'm up even on a Sunday morning with this mic in my hand. Oh God, but I just give you the glory. Thank you, Lord. I do it out of obedience. I do it because God has called us. You do what you do for the kingdom because God's called you to it and everybody doesn't like it because there always will be adversaries along that found grace path to try to get you out of your blessing get you out of the place that God has called you to but we stand firm and steadfast and we know that for God I live and for God I'll die and I'm trusting God until my change comes I'm not going to back up I'm not going to move to the right or to the left but I am firmly planted I am like that tree planted by of water that what is my season you're gonna see all kind of fruit and it's gonna be bound to a fruit and fruit to spare because he's following the plan of God and then when we by the time we get to the ninth chapter we find that God does something else we have grace revealed 
and now we have covenant revealed. And he said, you know what, Noah, I appreciate you. I can just hear God and Noah, yeah, yeah, Lord, but it wasn't easy. I know they talked about you, yeah, but it wasn't easy. God, do you think you're going to do this again? Because I was on that ark day after day. I kept looking for land, and all I saw was water. I looked for land, and all I saw was water. And I sent the dove out, and the dove came back. And finally, when I sent the second dove out, I'm not even going to talk about the raven today, but the second one that came out that had the olive branch in its beak because he's letting him know. He said, I, you, I promised you. I promised you it wouldn't always be like this. And you see, the water was still out there, but, but, but there, there, it was beginning to recede. So he said, don't give up now. Let me tell somebody right now, your problems are getting ready to recede. The issue is getting ready to recede. Uh, the olive branch for your recession is in the hand of God right now. Hold on a few more days and you'll be able to exit that ark. And when you exit that ark, you'll exit that ark, giving God the glory, giving God the praise giving God the honor you'll exit it oh God knowing that God is real that God is alive oh God and God did just what he said he was going to do after days of water and rain and water and rain you know how we are after we have a few days of water and rain and the power goes out too much water uh, and flooding happens too much water uh, all the water but I thank God that God has a dove uh, I thank God that the spirit of the Lord brings that olive branch that branch of hope and that branch of promise that God will do just what he said he's going to do. Force restart. So if, if you're forced to restart something in your life today, maybe God is saying I've got a different plan because I see something you don't see. I'm looking differently than you're looking. And maybe you're here today and you've gotten discouraged because of the forced restart. We want to pray for you today. We want to pray for you before we leave today. We want, we want you to know that you're not in this by yourself, that there are many of us that have had times that we just had to force, force some things and restart all over again. Didn't choose to live like this, but this happened and I had to change my plan. Had to do something different. And so if you're here today, and you want the church to pray for you as we pray for those that are even out there in our online community. We're praying for you. You know you can access the website and submit your prayer requests. But we know that there's a God that sits high but sits with us. With us. A God that is in us. A God now that moves by the spirit of the Lord in our lives to let us know that God has a plan for us. Have you forced restart? I can hear somebody say, I'm just too old to start over again. That's a trick of the devil. If God said restart, don't resist it. He might force you. It's like raising children. And they don't like broccoli or asparagus. But that's on the menu. So you can pick which one you want to eat. But you got to eat one of them. And then when they decide, I don't want it. Then you say, but you're going to eat it. And so you break off a small piece, and you might put a little bit of mashed potatoes with it to make it palatable, but it's got to go down the hatch. You know, I saw a commercial. <clears throat> Maybe you saw it too. And it was a macaroni and cheese commercial. Do you see that commercial? Anybody see that commercial? 
And the kid says, I am not eating it. And the mother says, yes, you are. No, I'm not. And she said, well, you won't. This is it. This is, she said, well, then I just won't eat anything then. I said, man, if I had said that as a little girl to my parents, <laughs> I would not be here today. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And I wondered the image when I saw that. Really, my spirit was grieved because I said some child is going to imitate that. And not only that, but some adult will too. To think that they can choose their way and let, not let God choose for us. Hallelujah. God has the final say. Watch our images and allow yours to be super in tune with the spirit. That we might hear the mind of God. To walk in the way and the will of the Lord for our forced restart. He gave us a word. So if you're forced to restart, don't even be surprised. God told us in, in December, in January, there are going to be some times and seasons of restart. So you're here today as we all stand right now in the presence of the Lord. And you want us to pray with you. We invite you to come to the altar right now. Don't wait on somebody else. You know that if this is your altar call and your moment, I know this is the word of the Lord. I need you to come right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to just ask you to stay right there. And Thank you for joining us for worship. We hope that you were blessed by today's message. To stay in contact with New Zion Tabernacle, please follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and on YouTube. If you would like to sow a financial seed, please feel free to download the Givelify app either in your App Store or your Google Play Store and search New Zion Tabernacle. Feel free to join us for worship every Sunday, 11 a.m. Our address is 1835 Spring Street, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 46808. We look forward to seeing you in the sanctuary. Until next time, be blessed.